Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of... Kato! My name is Hans. I'm Edward. And we're your hosts for now and forevermore. Or unless the Reaper comes and gets us in our sleep. Well, with the way we're both feeling today, it kind of does feel like he I might make an early entrance. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> to our regular listeners, thank you so much for, for tuning in. It's lovely to have you with us. If you are new to the Gettle podcast, welcome to one of the internet's best variety podcasts that deals with gaming, entertainment, technology, and lifestyle all wrapped up in a wonderful... Uh, <laughs> I'm blank. Well, we're experiencing a lot of lag today, so let's go with slow. <laughs> it's wrapped up in a nice, wonderful bow of slow. <laughs> um, welcome to Gettle episode 39. About yes, right. we are almost yep. in our dirty 40s. And for those of you who have been listening, you know very, very well that we have a hashtag NSFW section, which is delicious. <laughs> um, <laughs> so welcome to episode 39. It's actually going to be a fairly short one because we are currently running under a very tight embargoed schedule and we're doing everything we can to meet everything. But by the time you see this, our reviews of the Xbox Series X will be out and available. Um, We will, as always, link to the content we make. I spent a lot of time on this video. <laughs> so <laughs> I would appreciate any likes, subs and comments. <laughs> but to actually get into, you know, w- what do I think? So Xbox Series X is the newest uh, next generation console from Microsoft. It's part and parcel of mm-hmm. a dual console strategy that the company is going for with the new generation, that being Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S. Now, we only received Xbox Series X for review, which is great because that is the more powerful of the two. But just a quick, you know, catch up with regards to S. It's essentially the more budget version of the X in the sense of it, it shares the same silicon. So games develop for X will run on S, it just has slightly lower specs, meaning that where X is aiming at 4K, 60 frames per second or 120 frames per second, the S is aiming more for 1080p, 1440p at 60 to 120 frames per second. Um, I actually think that the S is a um, fantastic console given its price point. I think it's an awesome entry into the Xbox ecosystem. Mainly because, and I know that I'm I'm now just speaking about the ecosystem, but this is what Microsoft is doing for this generation. You know, we're so used to consoles being these these finite devices. You know, you buy one, you play on it, and then come the end of the generation, that's it. You move on. You get another one. You get the newest one. And you don't really worry about, you know, games from the past and so on and so forth. Now, of course... To PC gamers, this is, y'all be shaking your heads and being like, "Uh uh-uh, bitch, I'm not going to lose any of my old games because, you know, PC gamers have never had to worry about that. You know, you you play your game and regardless of how old the game is, um, you know, you can continue playing it like decades old. I mean, like 20, 30 years ago, it'll still run today, you know, even if it has to be emulated in the latest version of Windows, whatever the case is. Now, consoles have never had that luxury, mainly because um, console manufacturers have sort of forced... I guess it's a bit of a forced obsolescence 
not quite in the Apple direction, but you know, in, in many respects, that's what they've done in order to keep up with the times. Anyway, long yeah. story short, Microsoft is not doing that anymore. They have invested heavily into backwards compatibility as well as creating a service known as Game Pass. So, you know, although these new consoles are coming and they really are fantastic and I will speak about the Series X in just a little bit more in detail, the fact of the matter is that if you're buying into the Xbox brand, you're actually buying into the ecosystem, not so much the products anymore. So that's quite a huge, it's a fundamental change in the way that, um, you know, Microsoft specifically is handling things. You know, where Sony and Nintendo are still very much doing the whole generational thing where you can't play backwards compatible titles on their their platforms, with the exception of PS5, which apparently is somewhat backwards compatible with PS4. Xbox is like, yeah, cool, play whatever you want from the original all the way through to the latest games. They'll all work, all even enhanced automatically without developers doing anything, you know, with auto HDR, four times anisotropic filtering, faster load times. It really just is an exceptional experience if you've been with the Xbox brand for a very long time, and if you're new to the Xbox brand, I still think you'd benefit. More so if you, let's say, coming from PC, or you want a PC, but you can't mm. afford one right now. So therefore, maybe get an entry-level Xbox or the X, and then eventually move on to PC. That's the beauty of Microsoft's ecosystem. It's it, They're not fussed where you play. Yeah. Just as long as you're in the yeah. ecosystem and paying your monthly sub. <laughs> Um, now onto the hardware series X is, it's a phenomenal looking machine. Uh, It's a lot smaller than I thought it would be. Um, it's 30 centimeters tall and about 15 centimeters in depth and width. And it's premium feeling. It's solid. It it has a, a matte black casing, which unfortunately is a bit of a fingerprint magnet, but then again, aren't all premium devices, fingerprint magnets. I mean, I'm, I have a review laptop here at the moment and that thing, let me tell you, is a more of a pigment magnet than even the Series X. So, I mean, anything that's really black and matte, for the most part, does pick up oils from your hands. Unless, of course, it's that rubbery, um, you know, texture. Anyway, um, it's beautiful design. It's very monolithic. Um, it doesn't stand out, which for me is something I like. You know, a lot of people might not. Mm. They might want like a showpiece, something that you can see in the corner or whatever. Not so much for me. I like my stuff to blend in. Uh, for those of you who have listened long enough, or for those of you know, who know me personally, I don't like to RGB all the things. Yes, sure. I have hue lights all over my house, and I, I do <laughs> use them for my video, for cool backgrounds and stuff, but I don't want my devices to have RGB. It's just not something that I'm I'm into. You know, of course, everybody differs. Mm. So with that in mind, you know, the Series X is just very subtle. It's understated, and it belies the fact that there's immense power underneath the surface. And, and I, I love it for that that respect. Um, now look, I actually had this discussion with Edward earlier this week and he helped me sort of influence my, my video review. Um, there is no need in my opinion to talk about specs. You know, this is a console first and foremost. So yeah, sure. You can talk about teraflops. You can talk about, you know, gigabytes per second, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's not a PC. It's not something that's upgradable. So what do the specs really matter at the end of the day? It's more so... What can the console do for you right now in terms of your experience with it? And, you know, mm. in, in that perspective, it's phenomenal. Um, the fact of the matter is that the moving to NVMe, which both um, PlayStation and Xbox are doing for this generation, is a night and day difference in terms of your games. It just increases load times to a quarter, sometimes a tenth of what they were experienced before. And, um, 
you know, Microsoft actually has a name for what they're calling their NVMe drivers and APIs and stuff like that, and the, the SSD, and they're calling it Velocity Architecture. Um, now, interestingly enough, I haven't experienced a game with Velocity Architecture yet, um, even though I've been in this review period for a couple of weeks, and that's just because it's too new. Developers haven't quite grasped it yet. So, yeah. you know, there's nothing to actually show off if that'll make a difference. And I have a feeling we're going to see something very similar when the PlayStation 5 arrives. You know, even these games like Miles Morales and um, the new Demon Souls, I, I, as good as they'll be, and I'm not saying that they won't be good, I think they'll be excellent. And they really do have short loading times. What I'm saying is that we're going we're gonna to look at the games that are coming out at the end of 2020 and compare them to 2021 and be like, wow, there's actually a huge difference here when a game has been developed for a system versus if it hasn't. Anyway. Um, quick resume is probably my favorite feature of the system. Edward knows this. I've been blasting it into his ears for like the last couple of weeks that nothing <laughs> beats opening a game that you've previously played. Um, and it just loads within less than 15 seconds. Actually, um, as part of my video review, I noticed that, uh, most of the, the games loaded in like eight seconds, nine seconds. And it's because I didn't time it before. It was just a perception thing. So it actually blew my mind that they were actually double the speed to what I thought they were, you know? And, um, it's just phenomenal. It's, it's a kind of cool thing where you don't think twice anymore about changing the game you're playing if somebody wants to play online with you. So, you know, like in the video, I demonstrate how I receive a message from, um, somebody to play Apex. So I just switched the game. I didn't even bother saving the current game that I was playing because I don't have to. Quick Resume takes care of everything for me. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Something I forgot to mention in the video, which I want to mention now, is what's even more impressive about Quick Resume is that it's not reliant on power. So you can reboot the console. You can turn the console on and off. You can even completely pull out the power and Quick Resume will still work. So it's um it's really incredible, you know. I could keep going about the speed and stuff like that, but I mean, I, th I feel like I've said enough. Um, it, it's it's a huge difference, and I, and I'm very keen to see um if Sony's implementation is as good as Microsoft's because we all know the PlayStation Five has a fast SSD. Um, but I'm really yeah. wondering if that's how much of a difference that's actually going to make. You know, it might just be like mm. seconds. I mean, at the very least, um, you know. The other selling point of the console is frames per second. Now, I've been a <laughs> console peasant for a very long time. Uh, I used to be a PC Master Race, and it just honestly became too expensive in the grand scheme of things. I used to upgrade once a year, and then, you know, eventually when graphics cards started being six, seven, eight thousand rand, it was just like, well, you know, I'd rather just buy a PlayStation, which is going to last me five to seven years, instead of this graphics card that I feel the need to replace once a year because you know, PC elitist, mm. got to be the best, you know? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> also it, it, it happened around the same time as my switch to Apple Mac, um, which I will never, ever go back on because honestly, there is something about working on OS X in terms of productivity that just Windows just doesn't have. Um, but that's a story for another day. Mm. And so I just, I've been playing consoles for the better part of a decade now. I mean, I've, I've always had consoles in my life, but I just mean as my primary gaming machine, it's been a console for over a decade. Um... And so, you know, for me, I, I'm excited to have these machines in my life because I don't have a gaming PC. Anyway, sorry, I, I'm detracting from the fact that I, I wanted to speak about, which is frames per second. <laughs> so because I'm a console <laughs> peasant, I've never had to worry about frames per second uh, because most consoles only do like 30 frames per second. Very few reach 60 frames per second. Um, yeah. I've mentioned it before. I've actually featured in one of my previous episodes. I'm still reviewing a really cool laptop, a Razer laptop, and it has a 144 megahertz screen. 
Now let me tell you, playing games at a really high frame rate is amazing. <laughs> it's like my eyes have been opened. I, I, I see the light. I understand why the PC elitists are the way that they are, you know, and why they, they forego 4K resolutions for ugh, 1440p's because they can run it at 200 frames per second, you know. <laughs> Um, and you know, with that in mind, the, the series X is capable up to 120 frames per second. And, um, out of all mm. the games that I could try only two currently support that at the moment, uh, just in the, in the, the, the preview phase, of course, at launch, there'll be many more games. And those were dirt five and gears of war five. Now I'm not allowed to speak about dirt five because Codemasters are, I don't really want to say what they are, but yes. So they're being difficult. Let me rather say it like that. So I will speak about my experience yeah. with Gears 5 rather. Um, what I will say was it was incredible is that even just the, the, the change from 30 to 60 was enough. You know, so that alone to me made a huge difference, especially in a game like Sea of Thieves, which was recently updated. And, um, and I, you know, it's one of the few games I play a lot. So seeing, I could literally see the difference and it's just how smooth it is now. It's really, it's like, it's just fantastic. As you can see, I'm now becoming a, a frames per second person. Um, so yeah. you know, <laughs> I, I do feel that 120 is probably a little bit more niche. It's a little bit more reserved for um, people who are more interested, interested in like Twitch reflexes. So it's really only going to benefit you if you're really into the first-person shooter crowd, you know, or, or that kind of a thing where where every millisecond counts. If you're not into that, yeah. which I'm not really into, you can tell why then I, I would settle for 60, you know? But having said mm. that, having said that, I played uh, the Gears 5 multiplayer at uh, 120, and it is something, let me tell you. I, uh, part of me kind of wants all the games to be 120 now. <laughs> So it's just the, the 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 fluidity is is next level. Um, it's very it's it's difficult to explain. You kind of have to see it. So yeah, you know, if you take the the hardware into perspective and the way that the console looks and what it's really about, you know, that is just generally console gaming and playing games for the next five to seven years in the same machine. I think Microsoft have done a fantastic job. Um, it is silent. You, honestly, you don't even hear a peep from it. In terms of heat, my my bloody Xbox One X, which was just in idle mode, was hotter than the Series X. I mean, that should tell you all you need to know about this new machine. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and yet the new machine is like, what? I, I don't know. It's like 40 times more powerful or, some, or even more. I don't know. Something ridiculous. But yeah, it's an excellent machine. Do I think it's worth 11,999 Rand? Right now, for me... I would say yes if you can afford it. If you are, if you have a One X um, and money is a bit of a, a an issue, I would say wait, um, purely because there's nothing that's taking advantage of the system right now. So yes, you could buy it now and then really enjoy the speed improvements, which which by all means I can tell you are worth paying for. Just just that alone. Um, but in terms of actually seeing what the system can do, we're we're quite away mm. from that still. And that, that'll go for PS5 as well. Just, uh, you know, putting it out there. This is not just an Xbox Series issue. Um, so right now, yes, if you're an early adopter and you've got the cash, go for it. If you want to see how things play and you're maybe more of a PC person, uh, consider the S as your gateway into the product. Um, alternatively, just wait a bit. Give it about a year, you know, score on some discounts later on. And goodness knows there'll be... A, games that actually take advantage of the systems later on. 
So yeah, um, from me, I it's highly recommended. I I love it. I I am Xbox is my primary platform, as I mentioned before. I'm a console only gamer. But the thing is, with the recent um, gaming PC that I, um, laptop that I've been using, I would actually consider getting a gaming laptop. And that's just one more reason why I would stick with Xbox because it means that when I play on my Xbox now, and, it's, and I've already seen this, and this is the most remarkable thing, is I can just open up the laptop and continue on from a game using Play Anywhere. And mm-hmm. it's just such a... Microsoft have done a great job with this ecosystem, really. And I know we don't have xCloud in South Africa yet, but I've only heard good things abroad where people are doing the same things, but they're using their phones or tablets. So, so yeah, um, it's amazing. Edward, yeah. I mean, I know, I'm sorry, I've, I've just been it's, speaking now the, the entire time, but no, unfortunately, we only received one Xbox for review, and I'm obviously, I'm yeah. the one that, that, that got to do it, so um, Edward's only seen unfortunately. it, unfortunately, <laughs> but, 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 Edward will be getting his own Series X come launch next week, so um, you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Then we can um, raffle on about it for an entire two hours. For, for even longer, for even longer, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, it's honestly a really exciting time. Um, there's actually a game as well. And now I'm, I'm leading into Edward's territory. Um, he's not allowed to speak about it, so you'll, you'll hear about it next week. So he's actually under embargo as well for a very, very, very special title that I am actually going to stream this weekend. So if you do hear this on the Friday... Um, when the when the episode comes out, do look out for my social because I am I'm genuinely so looking forward to this game because I thoroughly enjoyed the previous two. I think I'm allowed to say it. It's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So if anybody's interested, um, our full review will be dropping next week. Thanks to Edward, and I will be playing some of it this weekend. So definitely check that out. We just can't speak about the game. Hey Ed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we can't say anything about it, pretty much. Actually, so. I just I, I know. Um, by the time this airs, the embargo would have lifted already. So we've actually received a whole lot of embargo updates throughout this um, Xbox experience, and some of them have just been awful. And I don't mean that. In, yeah. And you know, this is not really Microsoft's fault. So Microsoft has given us code to a lot of games and. Um, you know, services and things that are not quite available just yet to, to consumers. And with that comes NDAs from those other platform holders. And so what's happened is like, for example, um, I had basically finished my video and then all of a sudden I get this email telling me, well, this publisher doesn't want their footage of their game in the uh, in any media, whether it's written or yeah. video. And I'm like, that's literally a full section of my video that I now have to redo. So um when you when you do hear this i I will be running on hours of sleep (laughs) and if you're watching this um forgive me for the way i look (laughs) it's been a very 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 long night but um so far so good and we seem to be on track to meet embargo times gotta hustle so yeah gotta hustle what can you do (laughs) Yeah. Um, we, we, we don't have much more from a review preview perspective this week. So we're just going to go straight into, oh, some content. Yes. Gosh. Um, I was on YouTube. Oh, well, who's, we're always on YouTube. Y'all like, and subscribe. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's got to do, so, so a couple of weeks back we spoke about, um, okay, I know we're not in the NSFW section, but we spoke about sex toys and how there could be liabilities in terms of security. Well, Nat 
obviously the algorithms are at work because <laughs> in my YouTube recommend, recommended feed, I had this thing of um, this BBC reporter called Stacey Dooley and how she went to South Korea um, to explore a, an issue that they're having. And it has to do with spy cams and spyware, but like, you know, the physical kind. So nobody's hacking your bank accounts or anything digitally. It's actually what is around you. And it was absolutely frightening. Um, so as I said, you know, she goes to South Korea, she goes and she speaks to this, um, this organization whose job is actually to go to motels and find spy hardware that people have in the room, which I just have to add is often broadcasting 24 seven. So it's the most really, really it's the most, most frightening thing. Now, um, they didn't specify if it was hotels and stuff as well, but it really just seems motels, you know, so obviously for CD hookups and stuff, you know, like a place you just go and take somebody, you, you pump them and then you leave, you know? Um, now the, the, the thing about it, what was really, I guess what was shocking to me is just that on average, there are about 30 or 40 spy cams in each of these rooms, just on, like on the norm. And, you know, it's that crazy stuff. So like, so like I have a water bottle in front of me right now. Now imagine going into this room and, or rather, let me use the example that they had there is she walks into this room and there's actually cream for her hand, you know? And the and 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 it's just one of the few unassuming objects in the room. You know, you don't think anything of it. And eventually, mm. after they're speaking about it and they're going through the things, she actually does find that there was a tiny pinhole camera right in one of the words, and the camera is good enough to pick up your your body. So, like, if you if you're totally naked, like I cream myself after I shower. Now, I'm just imagining I stay in this motel, I go and I shower, <laughs> and there I am being broadcast to Korean internet users, you could see my junk, you know, like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Probably at a premium as well. It's, yes, this is exactly it. So it's this massive money-making thing where people are exploiting people who don't know any better. Anyway, it's not to make people like frightened now, you know, this is just main, mainly a major issue that South Korea is going through because they don't really have any other major issues. Um, as far as I'm aware, anyway, <laughs> I mean, they are rolling out, I think it's like 10 gigabit internet to everybody soon. So <laughs> that's oh, one of I the wish. reasons, I guess, <laughs> why um, they can do stuff like this. But it's just, it, it, look, we will link to the video, go and watch it and have your mind blown at just yeah. how incredible A, the tech is that is now available to consumers and B, to be careful if you're going to do naughty things that you shouldn't do, especially <laughs> if you're in a relationship. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, with um, with South Korea on the mind, uh, moving on to uh, the topic of influencers. So, I don't consider myself an influencer, uh, purely because I just feel my um, online followings are quite small. But, Vamers does really well. And so, I guess, in many respects, I could be the face of Vamers. And then, of course, in terms of the podcast, both Edward and I are faces of Gettle, all right? Now, for the most part, influencers have been real, right? Yeah. There's been no question as to whether or not... (laughs) Yeah, for for the most part. There's been no question (laughs) about whether or not influencers are real. Well, for anyone who is familiar with um, anime culture and um, more specifically, like, you know, the, the Android singing girls, 
Um, I, I've forgotten her name now, Edward. If you could help me out here, she there's even a Project Sega Melody. game. There we go. Yeah, oh, there no, we go. There uh, we go. No, 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 no. That's Hatsune Miku. There we go. Hatsune Miku. Thank you. Thank you. So yeah. she's totally digital, and she has the most incredible following and merchandise and shows and etc. etc. Well, it just so happens that there is now a complete market of computer-generated influencers, and they're making real money. Uh, <laughs> basically, I'm yep. like, where can, where can I sign up to make up money for not actually doing anything with products? For not because, existing. So, <laughs> yeah, because, because I mean, I know I, I, I said just now that, you know, Edward and I were not influencers, but we do get a lot of product, okay, because of Vayman's, and, you know, we review and stuff like that. So, you know, we do also... Um, you know, we'll show the stuff on our socials and, you know, sometimes it gets some engagement, you know, things like that. But to do it digitally, like, is this easier? Because it's hard work doing it in real life. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you, know, you have to like... code, um, I guess. I, I think it's more work. Maybe. If, you, if you're not good at coding, I guess, right? But maybe yeah. if you have, like, a super powerful you know, PC Master Race computer and you have like your Unreal Engine totally specced out, who knows? Maybe it could yeah. be easier. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just interesting. It's fascinating. And, you know, it makes you think of movies that predicted the future, you know, like these AI people that you walk around and they target you specifically, you know, and they talk to you. Well, this is, this is literally where we're at. We're getting Blade to the Runner. point where, I mean, you, you look at, yes, Blade Runner, look at your phone. And it's so powerful that your phone could literally probably project something like that onto a wall next to you. Yep. You know, so, so yeah, that's where we're headed. Um, I know I'm talking the whole time now, but I'm just going to get through my topics <laughs> because I haven't prepared any show notes and I'm just going off memory. So <laughs> forgive me. <laughs> that's fine. You've been busy. Um, <laughs> oh my You're gosh, forgiven. so busy. So, so, so busy. Um, okay. So this was a, this was a pretty cool one. Um, now, we, we all know about reflective services. Um, you know, for the longest time, I have heard of, of um, you know, people saying that to help combat climate change, we should have more reflective services on the surface of the earth, you know, to reflect heat back. Okay, that's partially true. It's partially true. Well, what's interesting about this new um, product that is being developed is that they're calling it a super white paint which essentially will... That's I racist, mean, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> Edward. Um, anyway, it was created by uh, some engineers at uh, Purdue University, and it's capable of keeping surfaces up to 18 degrees Fahrenheit cooler. So I think that's, what, about 6 degrees cooler um, Celsius than normal. Yeah, and it's, six, yeah. it, it's absolutely incredible. And, and the reason why they call it super white is because unlike normal paints or rather normal heat rejecting paints, which can bounce back about um, 80 to 90 percent of um, the sun's rays or the sun's heat, this super white paint can do over 95 percent. And they're saying that like, in terms of practical benefits, for example, if you painted your roof with it, you wouldn't need an aircon in summer. That's how effective it is in terms of, um, you know, reducing the heat in your home. And therefore, that obviously has a cascading effect, whereby, you know, if you, if you paint this on your roof, you then don't get air conditioning. If you don't have an air conditioner, A, you're not spewing any, 
whatever air conditioner spew into the, the air around you or B, <laughs> not using any electricity. And that's more important because electricity contributes to climate change, you see? Mm. So, you know, they, they, they were talking a lot about it and, it, and it's very, it's just very, very interesting and also about the fact that they could make it quite cheap. So it's not even a difficult or expensive thing to get going. And all like we would really need to do to really help a lot is just paint all our building roofs and even tarmac. Imagine, imagine white roads. Okay, sure, that might not work really well because roads and tires are going to get dirty and whatever. But, you know, tar roads are actually a great source of heat and, and uh, global climate change because they absorb so much heat into the road, you know, unnaturally so. Um, so, yeah, it was just a, just a really cool point about super white paint, which Edward has now made me realize is really racist. But then again, <laughs> you know, you get Vanta Black. So, I mean, that's yeah. really cool. You know, uh, listen, listen, if I listen, that's how they, they should have made the Xbox Vanta black, because then when you put your, your fingerprints on it, you won't see anything, not even your fingerprints. <laughs> but then if you look at it, you'll think your eyes are dying. <laughs> <laughs> I would so dig a Vanta black series X. Also just saying, <laughs> if, imagine you shooting your review B roll with the Vanta black. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to, it wouldn't pick it exactly. up. Exactly. <laughs> um, now, okay, now moving on to something a little bit more serious. This one's got to do with coronavirus. Now, mm-hmm. for the longest time, and we've actually touched upon it a little bit, is how it's been considered um, that the main means of spreading is coughing and, right. a, a, and droplets through coughing or sneezing or whatever the case is. Well, they've been doing a lot more research into it, and it turns out that what is Actually, the primary aspect of infection are aerosols that are left in the air after somebody talks, screams, Mm. shouts, coughs, or sneezes. So it's not just coughing or sneezing. It's literally somebody, yes, somebody could breathe in front of you with this, okay, and you'll get it. Of course, I mean, it's not like immediate. If there's, you know, okay. Let me before I get into that. So it's got to do with the, with um, the fact that the particles are small enough to become aerosols. Now, the dangerous part about aerosols is that they can actually hang around for hours at a time. So it's not like they're just there and then they they fall, they disappear. They literally hang in the air. Now, the reason why they're doing this research is because they were wondering why school children were getting COVID, even though. Um, precautions were being taken. And so what they found is that a teacher speaking at the front of the class for approximately two hours and assuming they have COVID-19 will actually produce enough aerosols to fill up an entire room within two hours, therefore infecting everybody in proximity or his proximity. Um, now, of course, masks help. So if, sh- if he or she was wearing a mask, and of course, if the students wear masks, it helps, but it doesn't take that, that aspect away completely. Mm-hmm. And so what they've done is they've taken this model and they've looked at it at different places. And this is why, for example, going to a bar, going to a restaurant, going out to a shop is currently putting you at risk. It might not seem like it, but imagine going to a small pub right? Your, your, local, your local haunt and um, it's full and no one is wearing a mask because nobody thinks that they're going to get COVID. 
Um, all you need is one person in that place. And let's assume they've got poor ventilation, right? That's, that's a, a very, yeah. very big thing. And, and, and let's be honest here. Anyone who's been to a club or a pub or a cozy restaurant knows ventilation is at a minimum. All right. Mm. You take one person within about two to three or four hours, that one person just from talking, not even shouting, not even screaming, just breathing and talking has put enough COVID aerosols into the air to actually basically cover about 80% of the, wow. the room. That's crazy. Yeah, so um, essentially the reason why they were doing all of this research is just to illustrate A, aerosols and COVID are a thing. And B, what you would need to do to prevent it. And obviously, of course, wearing masks helps. But B, it's uh, less time in enclosed spaces like restaurants mm. and shopping, you know, um, shopping malls and you know, that kind of a thing. If it's well ventilated, you should be okay. If it's not, it's it's you stand to be at risk. That's it. That's all that I really want to say about that. So uh, I just wanted to comment on the... Uh on the little animations you get when you scroll through the website. Uh, it's actually quite cool because they show the how you get infected in the room, which is quite yes, cool. Yes, that's exactly so And it's, it's interactive. scary. It's super scary. So go check out the link, tell all your loved ones, and be careful out there. And as I said, mm. you can never be too safe. Welcome to NSFW. <laughs> <laughs> Edward, take it away. <laughs> okay, well, in terms of not being too safe, um, we all know how secure browsers can and cannot be, depending on what you do and how you browse. <coughs> Chrome. Um, <coughs> yeah, Chrome, Internet Explorer, all those. Um, so it turns out that even if you are an incognito, you are being tracked. Even if your browser says they'll send a do not track request to this website, you are still being tracked because a request is just that. It's a request. So, it turns out that the vast majority of people, that they, that, uh, uh, rather let me put it this way, there are two camps of people. <laughs> those that do not care at all and those that think, or, or those that do care and think they are doing something, like me, but ultimately are cookies. not. Deny, 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 deny. I get, yes, pretty much. <laughs> deny all the bitches. You're still being tracked. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, um, I lost my train of thought. Basically, what it comes down to is the fact that Facebook and Google and all these tracking services, such as Oracle as well. Um, they they embed themselves around the internet in order to gather your advertisement details, in order to get your IP address and your your info to advertise <laughs> so, to you. So this is how you, you, you literally browse Wish for like a cool USB drive or something, and then you end up going back to Facebook, and then it asks you what new dildo do you want. <laughs> yes. Uh, I sent you an image earlier this week. Yes. That's I, I, yes. It's pretty much exactly that. Like... <laughs> Do you want this two-sided bill that it turns into a fork for two ninety-nine? Free shipping. Yes, yes. Um, Food plus pleasure. Mm. And essentially, uh, what it comes down to is that most of these sites, even though they claim they do not track you, or they do not track you when you um, go into incognito and when you go into private browsing mode, 
the scripts in the websites, uh, that is, any other website, still exists. And that script still activates your browser and all of this stuff. <laughs> so in a new paper from New Media and Society, it was revealed that porn sites, okay, which is kind of what the NSFW segment is all about. All of a they sudden, Edward is sweating. <laughs> no, I don't care. Um, so, <laughs> so they themselves actually overwhelmingly embed tracking scripts from sites like, like Google, Facebook, as well as Oracle, which is super shady with your data, by the way. Oracle is one of the most privacy okay. offender, biggest privacy offenders out Why? there. Why? Why are they doing this? In order to get your ads? analytics. Yeah, uh, for ads and uh, analytics. Of it's, course, of course. That's how they make money. And uh, So, in fact, um, out of about uh, more than 22,000 websites analyzed by new news, wow. music, news media and society... So they found that 93% of these websites, that's a huge-ass number, that's had lot, some yeah. form of third-party tracking. Um, now, now, they don't go into specifics about exactly which kind of third-party tracking it is, but they did say Google is the leader of the tracking. So oh, there's a lot of, of Google script going. <laughs> as well as, obviously, Oracle, um, which many, many websites have come out and said they'll never use Oracle as any kind of tracking again. Wow. Um, turns wow. out many of them still do, uh, <laughs> which is quite surprising. Now, according to New Media and Society, the data extracted by the trackers include browsing configuration, your IP address, your unique advertising IDs, that's how you get the awesome Wish ads you mentioned. Yeah. And pretty much all oh and also your vendor details which is basically the laptop you're on the phone you're using any of that thing they'll have yeah, it yeah, yeah. just by going to pornhub.com and clicking on something <laughs> just when you thought you were doing the right thing using a private browser exactly exactly <laughs> so so obviously there are browsers and tools that that circumvent this such as last week we spoke about the tor browser which is one of the safest browsers you can find. Obviously, that's, that comes at the expense of um, convenience because you, yes. you have to retype everything. It saves nothing. Um, and also, it should be noted that even if you use these browsers, your IP address is always visible to the website you yeah. visit. Yeah. Always. So it's recommended that you also use a VPN if you care about that kind of thing. And Don't worry, there are many there out there. A sponsored segment coming. <laughs> no, no. Uh, <laughs> Blazefast.com or whatever it's called. <laughs> anyway, so the, the, the most curious thing about this is that both Google and Facebook have come out and said that they do not condone their scripts running on adult websites. Um, oh. With Google specifically saying... <laughs> That they do not allow Google ads and tracking on websites with adult content. Um, their tags for their ad services are not allowed to transmit personally identified f identifiable information. Um, but then again, why are they found there? Why have they been found in 93% no, of all adult it's websites? just more along the lines of they're not enforcing it. So it's not allowed, but now they're not yeah, going to make the effort to go and block all those sites when they should, because that just holds them as accountable. 
the 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 thing is though, why can't they just put a blacklist on the domain then? You know, yeah, that's, like that's what I'm saying. They, they exactly. would have to go and do that, but they're not doing that because they're putting the onus on the website owners. But then see, that, that's you know, it, it makes them uh, clear of any guilt. But they're yeah. just as complicit. Yeah, that's what I think as well. But anyway, uh, anyway, so so if you are a real private person, just use a real private browser. Don't use Internet Explorer, especially. And don't use any browser that still has an Adobe Flash Player. Definitely, definitely, don't be clicking damn ads. Yeah, that exactly. <laughs> there we go. Um, because um, Hans led, is leading into a quite interesting topic. If you click on ads, especially nowadays, you might be subject to malware Wait, and attacks. I, I, I've, I've got to ask. I've got to ask. Do you ever click an ad? Hmm. Like, like honestly speaking. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like, think... like, like, <laughs> to the people who are listening or watching, do you guys click on ads? Yeah. So uh, let us know because I don't know. The, the thing is, if I have to recall ever clicking on an ad, it's always for a sponsored segment where, where I've, I'm told what it's about and where this goes and what I need to do. Instead of just oh a Mitsubishi for sale for sixty thousand bucks, <laughs> I'm gonna click on that. Like you know, I it, it's weird because I I never click on ads. Um, I I don't really go out of my way to not ha see them, although because I mean I don't use ad blockers or anything like that, just mm. because I'm on Safari all the time. But come to think of it, like wow, I I don't click on ads. Actually, no, well that might not be entirely true. I think if I do happen to click on an ad, it's more so the the Google promoted post, you know, Link. as in you yeah. search for something and then it comes up at the top. But I dislike doing that because a lot of the times it's not what you're actually looking for. It's some exactly. other company that is using SEO to boost their platform. And then if you do click, see that now, now this is where the whole thing of being savvy online comes into play because like my mom wouldn't know the difference. She would Google what she's looking for and she would just tap that first mm. advert and then, Lo and behold, she's gone to a scammer's website, but she didn't know any better. Whereas I will always check the URL before even clicking through, you know? Yeah, so don't click on ads, number one. Um, even if you don't, just don't even think about it. Because if you do, you might be subject to malware attacks. Um, and it's especially rampant nowadays as Adobe Flash Player and as Internet Explorer is kind of falling away. Um Mainly because they are, these hacking groups are preying on old people and non-tech savvy people to infect their, um, their, their devices with, with all these kinds of weird data stealing viruses and ransomware. And they're making lots of money out of this. Um, according to a report by Malwarebytes, um, which a cybercrime group by the name of Malsmoke, which is a stupid name. Um, if I might be honest, <laughs> have been placing malicious ads on adult theme websites for months now, um, especially this year. Okay, and but come now. You are looking for problems if you are clicking on an ad on an adult site. <laughs> yes, that even <laughs> more on. so than normal. <laughs> um, I mean, what are you doing with your life? Okay. Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. 
Uh, well, so so malware say, say, uh, malware bytes states that mal smokes attacks most commonly take the form of malverts, which is malicious adverts on mid-tier portals, which basically oh, means gosh, another term. It's exactly. <laughs> uh, it, it's basically whenever you browse through webs uh, videos. So don't click on the videos, but but the ads you now, get while browsing. Look, I, I'm curious about that. Now, what about the ones that just open up without you even doing anything? See, those ones are usually um, injected via script by the website themselves. So if you go to a reputable adult website like <laughs> Pornhub, I guess, um, you'll, oh, you oh, should be fine those when those safe open up. ads, is that what yes, you're saying? Yes, th those are the, the so-called white ads if you have an uh, ad blocker. Okay. Um, Look, let's, let's be real here. I mean, Adobe as Flash Player has been a menace for years now it's yes it's like five years too late to be put to pasture already it, yes it should have been done years ago now i'm a little bit dismayed to see that you know obviously criminals are now using html5 and other forms of of pushing malicious code onto devices because that's just you know we all thought that with the the downfall of flash player we'd all be safe but yeah of course as we innovated, as you know, the normal people innovated, so do the criminals. Um, yep. That's just that's awful. Let can we can we just speak about this other thing now? Because like I don't want to. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. First, as Edward already said, okay, do not click on ads, just in general. Okay. Yeah. If you happen to see an ad and it is something you like, just look at it and then open a new browser window and Google. Go to it Google. Also. And find it. Yes. Yes. Because 90% of the time, if you see an ad, they have a massive marketing budget behind them. And sometimes they even don't. Like sometimes even those um, just scam artist websites do that. Like yep. I've searched for gaming hardware. And like, I remember the one time this one website popped up and I was like, no, these prices are too good to be true. So I did a little bit of sleuthing. I say sleuthing. I mean, I just used common sense and just looked up the company some more. And yeah, they were totally illegitimate. You know, it was, and of course, when, when something is too good to be true, for the most part, it is too good to be true. Mm -hmm. All right. So don't be clicking on them ads unless you want to be injected and not in the good <laughs> way with um, <laughs> some malicious code. Now, um, speaking of injections, that was, uh, it was quite funny. Uh, we were speaking a lot about, um, you know, the, the male phallus and so on and so forth. But this week I see Edward has something for the veg. It's about damn time. Yes. I've missed this. <laughs> so, a few weeks ago, we spoke about the arc wave, which is this phenomenal, new, mind-blowing, mind-bending <laughs> sex toy for men, okay? Which you put in your peen and it, it uses <laughs> airwaves to, to jerk you off. We are still thinking about possibly getting one for... Review. <laughs> For review, yes. <laughs> so, turns out that there, there is a female one as well. Um, not by the same company and not by the same people, but it's called the Ose or the Osa or I'm, I don't know how you pronounce right. that word, but it's O-S-E. Where is it from? The, Where is it made from? Um, I, I couldn't find the company name. Uh, Ose. In my... Jose. <laughs> I, I think it's a Canadian Ose. company, the bit that I did manage to find. But yeah, yeah so 
this is uh, it might sound familiar to to some of you listening. This is the device, the sex toy that was banned from CES last year because it was. I didn't know about that. It was quote unquote too obscene to show on the stage. What? No. Yes. Apparently, you, you're oh. not allowed to show sex toys at CES. Uh, why? I don't know. No one ever said. Oh, uh, no, told why? Them otherwise. Is it not a con- consumer electronics show? Come on. <laughs> if this is not a consumer product, what is? <laughs> the, the worst part, because so a bit of context for this banning, they were never told they're not allowed to showcase. They had oh. their plans and everything. And then basically right up to release, uh, right up to launch of CES, they were told, sorry, you can't anymore. Look, as always, we always link to the stuff. Um, and I'm looking at it right yes. now and I'm like, how does this look bad? This looks amazing. It looks like a normal dildo more than yeah, anything. Yeah, pretty much. The O's. Um, O's. Is it O's? The O's or the Oze <laughs> or I think we'll it's have to Oze. Out how to do this. Okay. Yeah, and, and then so so basically, it's 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 just a fancy dildo. It has no vibration function, so it's not oh, a vibrator. What? But you're not disappointing me. I thought no, I thought no, no, no. Had... <laughs> it, it has all the fancies, just not the basic ass vibration. The, because <laughs> it is designed to draw out blended orgasms. I say in quotes, um, which are orgasms which stimulate the G spot as well as the clitoris. It has two, a two-pronged design, um, if you see the picture, uh, with basically a bulb at the one end and the long massager in the other, which is okay. many, many dollars look like that. Yes, yes. But how it works exactly is still a mystery because the creators, they don't want to tell us all the trade secrets of it. All we do no, know, I'm however... I'm so intrigued. <laughs> yeah, so how what we do know is that it uses... I quote again, micro-robotics um, with, and airflow, thumping, and come-hither motions in order to, to <laughs> Listen, get these vibrations going. <laughs> these are all marketing terms, okay? Yes, for, I think for so. For a fancy dildo. That's all that it is. Pretty much. Yeah, it, it sounds like it uses airwaves. I mean, really? Yeah, it sounds like it... Basically, the airwaves and the, the the bulb, it sounds like it sends out airwaves while the, the massager moves, all essentially. Right, all right. I okay. think that's all it does. Now, it's said to be a holistic sex toy, according to all these press releases I <laughs> found online. Now, it's holistic as well. Tell yeah. me, how is, this, how is this more holistic than just a normal silicone one? I don't know, but apparently it, it's amazing. Okay, um, because it it uses an uh, I, again I quote up to date understanding of the anatomy. Now the reason I say that in air quotes is because I found a few reviews of this device, and yeah. it seems like it has no understanding of the human anatomy, um, which is f- surprising to say the least. But I digress. Um, I'll, well, I'll get to see, that in a so, bit. So this is what I this is what I wanted to say. You know, there's always two ways when something is a mystery. Okay, either yeah, it's a mystery because it's going to blow your mind, or it's a mystery because it's crap. <laughs> it's yeah. always one of the two. <laughs> it's always one of the two. Never, never <laughs> something else. And now the thing is, 
the the OSA seems to have a very very steep learning curve um, because essentially fail. what happened is fail. Yeah, sorry, you've really sex toys no, shouldn't have learning curves. It should just be like not even plug and play. I mean, you're telling me this, this shouldn't yeah. even be plug and play, right? But I mean, you shouldn't have to learn how to use this. It should just be self-explanatory. Otherwise, you're exactly. Really See again, this is this mystery that I was talking about. All you know what this sounds like. All of this sounds like uh, vaporware. Yeah, almost. It does. It actually does. Like the micro robotics. It's all just vaporware. Um, excuse me. So, uh, as we all know, the ArcWave is easy. You, you you put your thing in. You you make it size correctly, and you press a button, and it does the job for you. Yeah. This one you have to maneuver. This one comes with a twenty-five minute <laughs> consultation to teach what? you how it works. No. Yeah. Mm. It's, no, it's this is surprising. Really, this, this is just this has got failure written all over it. You know, yes. this is why Apple is such a successful company. I know it's weird to mm. talk about Apple when we're talking about these kinds of, of intimate toys, but the fact of that is, Apple's Apple devices cool. are easy to hell. Me too. Let me tell you, it would be the <laughs> easiest, the easiest sex toy ever to use. It'll okay? be you, 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 it'll <laughs> be a solid stainless <laughs> steel dildo. No, you 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 take it out, and Apple will tell you that it has like some new diamond coating, and the metal is fully recycled from the moon, and blah 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 blah. And as Edward is telling you right now, it would just be like a solid metal dildo. And let me tell you, you'd be singing its praises. Why? Because it works. <laughs> yeah, because it works. Yeah, <laughs> try and it's it and easy test to it. use. There's, there's no, there's no guessing at how it functions. You just put it in, <laughs> <and> go. <laughs> okay, so so to be fair, the the creators of the Oze did try to to make it as generalized as possible. Um, they say they they took the data from 200 women. They, they surveyed these women got their distances from the G-spots to the clitorises, inside and out, and all the jazz, in order to make the ideal size device. Um, now, 200 Grumman is not a good representation of the global populace, let's be real. Yeah. And turns out that, especially not for critics, because when it comes <laughs> to reviewing this thing, I found a mixed bag. I found, oh, please, please. I hope you, I hope you collated some of the best. <laughs> uh, I, I only uh, stuck to, to one specific review, which, yeah. which was the most detailed. Um, yeah. But basically, again, there's two camps. There's people that, or, or rather ladies, that absolutely loved the device and ladies that absolutely <laughs> hated it. Now, Jess Joho from Mashable, she reviewed the device. I like oh, all okay. her content. And turns okay. out, I, I never even knew she reviewed it last year already, but I found her review and it was and? fascinating. She says it sucks. Um, <laughs> basically, the, the, the no biggest issue... No surprises there, Edward. No surprises. <laughs> the, okay. <laughs> the biggest issue for Jess is that essentially the learning curve is so steep that she the, the struggle to get it... Uh, stimulating in the in the first place just puts you out of the mood yeah, and she but says of course. And, and and the ideal size device um the, the oze is meant to be turned out to be either too big or too small for her because she had to contort her body in ways that was that ended up being painful um uh, you see and again this is this is what i'm saying this is this is purely from 
Do you know why this didn't work? Do you know why this didn't work? Why? Because men made it. I don't know. Um, apparently, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm t- look, look. I don't want to throw our, you know, our gender under the bus. Okay. Mm. But seriously, what are you doing developing a woman's sex toy? That is a woman's job. Okay. Yeah. Ain't ain't no man no vagina as well as a woman. That's actually very I'm true. Sorry. Um, it's the truth. Th- the the founder of the OZA is called uh, is a woman by the name of Laura Haddock. Um, but that's all I know about the company. I bet you're hundred percent correct. I think men made this. Can I give you a a really interesting tidbit? What? So do you know that bras were developed by men? But by the Victorian Secret guys, weren't they? Wasn't it? No, no, no. So, so well, I mean, I don't know the, the exact history, but all I do yeah. know is that brasiers, because it was very much a French thing, were developed by men. And even today, some of the biggest bra companies are run by men and have men wow. on the team to design these products instead of women. Women. You see, and, and, and wow. you know that it also that also extends to high heels. Really? Did you know that? Yes. Tiles. To high heels as well. All of these wow. all of these beauty, you know, like from a especially from a Western ideal, right? If you you see yeah. somebody with, you know, their breasts pushed up and they're in, in high heels, it's it's attractive. Those yeah. are man made, literally. Wow. Those were not developed by ladies. So, you know, I actually had a very, very interesting discussion with a very good friend of mine earlier this year. Um, and she was actually talking to me about it because we were talking about something else and we, we went onto that topic and she just said, you know, it's one of the most relieving things at the end of the workday is to take off the bra, you know, That's and sad. It's just, you know, exactly, exactly. And, and then we launched into this very you know interesting discussion about you know, brassieres and so on and so forth. And I was like, but you know, I mean, don't ladies design them? And then that's actually when she went into the whole thing because obviously she's she's done the research and she was quite passionate about it. And she actually did find a um, lady-owned and designed bra company. I've forgotten the name now. Mm. But yeah, it, it's not. It's, it's man-made. And this is why, for the most part, they're actually so uncomfortable. Wow, that's fascinating, actually. It's, cr- it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> anyway, and so that this, this is why like like when you were telling me just now about these guys that were doing this i'm like of, of course it's gonna be a crap product exactly <laughs> like, what, what are you doing you know i mean you can't it's uh, anyway that's <laughs> yeah the thing is uh, the worst part of it all is this thing costs 300 dollars a pop listen daylight robbery that's already, already, already 100 dollars more than the arc wave Jeez, why? You see, it's, do you, this this whole thing, this whole thing, smells of vaporware. It's these people yeah, pretty much. that are using buzzwords and terminology to create an apple of products, which just is, which is, which is very anti-apple because it's so complicated. It's the Android. It's the Android of products. It's a Samsung. There we go. The Samsung of of sex toys because the Samsung. It's, <laughs> so, so complicated to use if you aren't already an Android user. And overpriced for what it is. Yep. <laughs> it's bad. It actually reminds me of a movie That's called ridiculous. Kinky Boots, which is a family movie, but, but it's about a, <laughs> um, a drag queen who he can't wear normal stilettos. So what he goes, he, he, he goes and found this, this 
a facility where he builds his own boots uh, with thick soles, and he calls this kinky boots, and it it turns out to be a huge business success. It's a cool family so movie. I, you you're know. telling me that this family movie is based on another man that created more apparel for women that they don't need. <laughs> it, for a big woman, it, it's about a man okay, who identifies as a female. <laughs> okay, who, okay, fair enough. Fair who builds I, did, I, I didn't know that souls. aspect of it. I, I haven't seen the yeah. movies. I just thought that it was just some dude it, it, that was just randomly. Okay, no, no, that, it's, it's right a very then. good movie. Okay. It's, a, it's a good, good movie. No, no. Um, look, look, yeah. look, look, that makes sense. If it, if it is a you know transsexual individual and they do identify with being a woman, then that's fine. That I'm okay yeah. with, you know? But but it's just, I don't it's know, just, this whole thing is, it smells fishy. And, you know, a part of me really wants to get one <laughs> just because, you know? <laughs> um, but like this is just it, it's it's ridiculous in many respects. I mean, I mean, really, jeez. Well, do you know what's not ridiculous, Edward? The what? Xbox Series X, which launches next week. <laughs> there <laughs> so, we go. <laughs> if you want a product that actually works and works as advertised, and you enjoy gaming, that should be on your list for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> if you can find one, because they're sold out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I think that's the end of an SFW. (laughs) Actually, actually, ladies and gentlemen, we did have more content. um, And I must apologize in advance for having rushed through this episode. But we are 100% dealing with very, very strict embargoes. And we have a lot of work that we just need to get done. But at the same time, we love Gettle and we want Gettle to be done. You know, we don't want it to just go by the wayside. We don't want to delay it. We don't want to not do it. So... We've done what we could do for this week. And um, yeah. with that said, um, assuming Edward can can hear me, I just want to say also, we do apologize for our audio last week. And we're also, yeah. I'm just going to preemptively apologize for whatever issues we may have this week because you guys can't see it, but um, there is incredible delay between the two of us right now. And we're, yeah, we're trying our best to, to get it to work. So if it does seem a bit disjointed, that's the reason. Yeah. But um, but other than that, Edward, it's as always, it's a pleasure. I'm looking forward to hopefully being a little bit more rested for next week's episode. <laughs> you should be, hopefully, because next week you might have something else to, oh, to video. Ab- about, about that, about that, I don't actually have an update. But I was speaking to somebody else who is also possibly on the list. And they also don't know what's going on. So it's a wonderful space to be in. Yay! <laughs> what but, uh, a wonderful time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if, if it happens, you guys will know. Um, in addition to that, I can't believe it. It's going to be our big 40. So we've got to do... Yeah. We've got to have some cool stuff going. We've got to have cool. some cool stuff going for, for, for next week. Also... Can um, be done. Edward and I ha- have discussed this. Um, we are most likely going to do, I think, 45 episodes for this year. And then we're going to go on a well-deserved break. Um, we were possibly considering ending on 40, but there's just so much going on. So much to talk about that we don't want to miss out or let you all miss out. That's basically it. We want to keep talking to everybody about all the cool things that are happening in our, you know, especially in the next couple of weeks. It's, because it is, it's next gen. Next gen is here. So there's going to be a mm. lot of cool stuff happening in the next couple of weeks. But yeah, I'm just putting it out there that we will be stopping for this year at episode 45. And then, of course, um, I know I'm being preemptive now, but stay tuned to our socials in the future for when we come back in 2021. 
Yeah. Yeah. And as always, um, it's lovely to hear from those of you who still communicate with us. <laughs> Y'all know who you are. Um, it's it's always a pleasure to see the numbers, to hear from people. I know we haven't had much on our socials recently, but genuinely speaking, we have just been swamped. It's, you know, we are only a two-man team um, at Vamers and also at Gettle, so we try our best to get as much done as possible. And the thing is, when you're only mm-hmm. two people and you can't offload work to anybody else, it means that some things rather unfortunately get left behind. And that unfortunately yeah. was our socials for the last week. Yeah, it was. Which hopefully will come out in the next week. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but with that in mind, um, thank you so much mm-hmm. for listening. Edward, it's always wonderful to speak with you. And um, from my side to all of you, I look forward to seeing you all again next week. Ciao for now. Bye.